Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Daily Tech News Show is better because of you. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, July 9th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, where it's sweltering, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm also hot in here. I'm Lamar Wilson. <laughs> also someone who's hot is our producer, Roger Chang. How yes. hot are you, Roger? I'm incredibly hot, but I'm also very warm because the temperature in my locale is... Ah, I see what you're doing. I saw, I saw what he did there. Attractive and warm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are not going to take Nellie's advice, we promise, but we are going to talk about some interesting stuff on today's show. I'm going to ex- try to explain a little bit about Andy Patrizio's article on the future of chips at Ars Technica. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, AI and how it might have an impact on white-collar jobs, a little bit about the polar breach, Xiaomi, and more. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. Intel is denying at least part of a CTEC report from last week that we actually passed on that Apple had decided not to use an Intel 5G modem called Sunny Peak in future iPhones. CTEC updated its report to clarify that Sunny Peak was not, in fact, a 5G modem and did not combine 5G, Wi Fi, and Bluetooth on one chip, only a combined Wi Fi and Bluetooth chip. Sources tell Recode that Groupon is looking to sell and has ramped up its efforts in recent months. Now, 2011, Groupon had the second largest IPO of a tech company at the time, putting the company's valuation at $16 billion. Today, Groupon is valued at $2.4 billion as the daily or daily deals market has waned. Mm. Ooh, Groupon's still around? Groupon yeah. is still around. That's yeah. why it's only worth two point. Based billion. in Chicago, in fair. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft tweeted a picture of its current Surface computers with the text, where will Surface go next? And all four models showed the date of July 10th and the time of 6 a.m. on their screens, leading folks to guess, oh, so you're going to announce new Surface models Tuesday morning. I get it. Uh, Bloomberg reported previously back in May that Microsoft was planning low-cost Surface tablets, but I guess we'll find out on Tuesday. Guess who gets to get up early? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> read your feeds as soon as you wake up. All right, let's talk a little bit more about a California law that's proved very popular. 
Oh, yes, indeed. So the folks on the DTS, DTNS, that's this show, hello, subreddit, are very excited about the California law that went to effect July 1st. Now, the story broke last week, but Neo Phoenix Fire submission has had 55 votes in two days. So we're talking about it now. The law says that if a customer accepts an automatic renewal of a service online, that the company providing the service must offer a way to cancel online. A pre-written termination email provided by the company does count. Now, the law applies to all companies with customers in the States. Um, can I get a hallelujah on this one? Uh, <laughs> because I, I can't, I mean, I can think of quite a few companies that, you know, you want to cancel and they like make you call in. And there was even an example in the CNET article about the, the guy who was calling in for, uh, to, to cancel his New York Times subscription. Uh, went to a person who was like, had to do the whole training. Hey, we love to keep you if you, you know, he said, look, I got to go to work. Can you just do it? After he was on hold for 15 minutes, they hung up on him. So he had to call back again and hold another 15 minutes. And that has happened. I know it's happened to me. I know it's happened to you all too. So that, that is uh, good news. My question is for one of you, like, okay, this is just California, which is big. Will this apply to the other states as well? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about this law is it applies to any company that does business with California residents and California being so big with two large cities, three large cities, depending on how you define it. Plus, uh, it's going to impact almost every national company, right? So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, the New York Times, if you're Amazon, et cetera, you're, you're going to have to, to pay attention to this. Now, I, I, like you, have had that experience where I signed up for something online and then I had to call them to cancel it. Uh, that's annoying. I do wonder, though, if we wouldn't have just got here anyway if they hadn't passed the law. I mean, I'm sympathetic to like, let's just make mm. everybody do it now. But more and more companies, like any new company that starts makes it possible for you to cancel online. And with one exception, I, I had a rental clothing. I was doing that thing where the, you pay a certain amount a month. They send you new clothes all the time. And I wanted to cancel they made me email them to cancel. But I think right. that still would have counted under this law because mm-hmm. – and, and I was a little annoyed by that. I'm like, can't you just, just do it in the interface? So I guess if you yeah. can do it by email, it could even be easier for the company. I'm trying to come up with the downside of this. And the downside is some companies are going to have to incur costs to create a new way of canceling subscriptions. I think a lot of times companies make you call to cancel because it was just easier for them to implement online ordering than it was to implement a whole other system for online cancellation. Well, it was also to make sure that, you know, that they can do that retention. Oh, totally. To, to yeah. Try to, yeah, to try to get you to stay. You know, I think the implication is if a company makes it easy to subscribe but makes it hard to unsubscribe, then it's because they're trying to make it so hard that you just don't unsubscribe. And I think, you know, yeah, in this day and age, like you were mentioning, Tom, about this, you know, clothing rental company, it's like, it's a tech company. They're using all the right tools. Um, they're probably not trying to like fool you into staying forever and, you know, trying to be nefarious about it. But I'm trying to think of a situation where I had a really hard time canceling something recently. A lot of the stuff that I now subscribe to goes through iTunes uh, because it's just, you know, I don't know, it's an app or it's, you know, because it's easy. You know, it's too, Showtime right? or whatever yeah, totally. it is. Yeah, it's really easy and it's really easy to unsubscribe didn't used to be that way. I remember a time where it was like, oh gosh, you know, I gotta, yeah, like you want to cancel a gym membership. It's like, you have to give your firstborn up in order to not get charged every month. But I find that to be fewer and fewer the case, at least for the stuff that I'm subscribing to. But yeah, 
So maybe this law is good as a nudge. I know some people are like, if you don't need to pass a law, don't. And I respect that. Uh, but I do feel like this is kind of where everything was going just as a matter of competition. People mm-hmm. are like, why would I don't want to deal with that company? They're old fashioned. You can't even cancel them online. Like I've, I've heard that, especially in the cord cutting space. So, yeah, absolutely. Fitness app Polar appears to be leaking the locations of people in secretive locations, such as intelligence agencies and military bases and airfields. This might sound kind of familiar to you. This was a joint investigation between Billingcat and Dutch, Dutch journalism platform De Correspondant. That's a report from them. Back in January, the fitness app Strava revealed similar sensitive locations. We talked about it here on DTNS. Polar can feed into the Strava app and others. Polar updated its privacy policy last August. Now accounts do have the default settings set to the most private settings available. So you got to opt into anything that's less private. But it is possible... And it was easy for some of the researchers to find a lot of information that they're quite sure that some of the people in intelligence agencies would not want public. The company tells Bellingcat it recognizes the sensitive nature of the data and decided to temporarily suspend its explore function. That's where you could look at a lot of what people were doing and where they were on a map and also allow more ways to delete data history. Yeah, this is Strava all over again. Uh, just a different company that happens to also work with Strava, but it's yeah. the same exact situation. There, there are some pieces of data that are included with Polar that weren't included with Strava. So some people are like, it's actually worse, but it's roughly the same, which is because I was sharing my run online, people could figure out where I was. And if I was in a sensitive yeah. location, that's not good. So I, as I said, with, when we covered the Strava leak, I don't think this is malicious. I do think that we have to think harder about these kinds of privacy issues as we roll out new products. Yeah. And what's with the fitness apps having these privacy problems, right? Right before I signed up for, uh, right after I signed up for fitness, my fitness pal a few months ago, I found out that I think a couple of weeks back, they had this big data breach and I, you know, they sealed it and everything. I didn't, I didn't know about it till, till I was already in there. So I was safe, but it, it's just, I was, I'm constantly hearing about these fit, fitness apps having these problems. And it's like, who, who are the people handling the security of, of these things? Why don't well, the data, they think data that's breach, important? The data breach is just a problem. All apps that sure. store data are having. Sure. So I, I, I think, don't, yeah, yeah, I probably watch too many spy shows, but, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of the same way around. Like, you work for, you know, some sort of intelligence agency. You're trying to be under the radar in all ways possible. Like, why are you using a social app? sharing like, your run? Help me yeah. run, you now, know? <laughs> if, if it was not clear that you were sharing your run, which a lot of people say, I don't know if it yeah. is exactly clear or not, that's a different story. But it, you should be careful when you're involved in anything like that. Yeah, all right. Last week, we discussed a paper from two scientists at King's College London who said too much attention is focused on determining technological feasibility of automation. But just because something can be automated doesn't mean it will be. Well, let's apply that to a story in The New York Times by Noam Scheiber, which Noam, I think, did a very good job reporting. But the headlines have leaned in to what the King's College folks were talking about. The title on The New York Times website was High-Skilled White-Collar Work? Machines can do that, too, implying those people are going to lose their jobs. And TechMeme even teased it as algorithms increasingly replace highly-skilled white-collar workers as seen in online fashion and retail industries and the ascendance of firms like Stitch Fix, which absolutely says, oh, the white-collar jobs are going away. And this is what the King College folks were saying. Just because you have the capability, don't assume that that immediately means all the jobs will go away. And when you read Scheiber's report, it's very balanced. 
He cites Eric Brynjolfsson, an, econo- an economist at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and Tom Mitchell, a Carnegie Mellon computer scientist, saying most of the jobs affected would become partly automated, not disappear. That, that jives with what King's College was saying last week. Latote, Stitch Fix, and Bombfell all do have fewer buyers than traditional retail, but they didn't eliminate jobs. They just never had them. They started with fewer and found different ways to handle it. But... Bombfell, Stitch Fix, and others, quoting from the story now, employ a growing army of human stylists who receive recommendations from algorithms about clothes that might work for a customer, but decide for themselves what to send. So yes, they have fewer buyers. They shifted that employment into buying the, into employing stylists to work with the customers. And in fact, Cheetah Katua, CEO of Equibot, an AI-managed exchange trade fund, predicts that more automation will lead to hiring more managers. He says, if I'm the customer explaining what I want, humans need to be involved. Sometimes I don't know what I really want. So he thinks what we're going to see is the algorithms automating some of the grunt work of, of ordering and negotiating. And we hire more people to interface with actual human beings. Uh, the only stat that was negative in this article was the Bureau of Labor Statistics expecting employment of wholesale and retail buyers buyers to contract by 2% over a decade. But that 2% only in part because of automation. So, yeah, a small reduction in retail, an even smaller amount because of automation. But it looks like those jobs will shift into other somewhat related situations here. Well, okay. So I knew somebody who worked at a company called Roxbox, which was based in San Francisco. Not totally sure it was around, but it said it was sort of a... Uh, subscription-based jewelry and accessories type thing, uh, like a lot of these companies. And from what I understood, most of the people working at the company were just kind of, you know, they were stuffing things in envelopes and and shipping them in and out. And there was a lot of volume, and so everybody was busy. But it was the kind of thing where you're like, oh, you know, this is supposed to be a service that, you know, gets to know me and, like, what earrings would, like, look really good with, you know, my kind of style. And the I the... It sounded like, and this is only one person's opinion, but it sounded like the reality was more of just like, you're at a shipping center. That's what you're doing. So the idea that the people who work at this company and want to and believe in the product and you know the ethos of, of, of why the company started are better off doing more skilled work that was what the company was founded in the first place for. Now, I know that they, you know, not all companies work the same way, but Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then 
Stripe, Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This sounds to me that, yeah, I mean, you're going to eliminate certain certain jobs, right, as, as, as AI seems to grow, but it helps the people that want to work at those companies in the first place do what they were there to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're shifting from, you know, working with things to working with people. And yeah. so as, as long as that as long as that trend continues and I, I, Tom, I thought you did a great job really summarizing this. As, as long you. as that trend continues, I, I, I understand the fear. I, I get it. But, it, you know, it, and it may take learning a new skill or, you know, maybe learning more custom relations type things. But if people are willing to do that, jobs are there. People, people still need to work with people regardless. So I don't yeah. think that's going to go away. Well, and a lot of times people want that. Even if a, even if an algorithm could do it better, sometimes you're like, I just want to yeah. talk to a person. I just want, yeah. want to be able to feel like I've, I'm confirming with a person that this is going to happen. Always. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to my browser will uh, comply, <laughs> which is not complying right now. Okay. Uh, all right, here it goes. Sorry about that. The, the Financial Times reports that Apple Music has almost as many subscribers as Spotify within a million or so. That's actually really good. A year ago, Spotify had 4 million more subscribers than Apple Music in the U.S. Now, Apple Music has also been growing faster than Spotify in the U.K. and Canada. Digital Music News reported last week that a major music distributor told it Apple had passed Spotify. Now, the Financial Times says that Apple will end the year with 27 million U.S. subscribers, while Spotify will land at about 24 million. Now, worldwide, Spotify had 75 million paying subscribers at the end of March to Apple's 50 million. Now, meanwhile, Tencent announced it intends to put its music division on the U.S. stock exchange. Who knows? Uh, so who knows what the U.S. may get or, or that the U.S. may get another uh, competitor in the music uh, space as well. Don't count out title, Lamar. Y- yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> or, that was, or that Google, was a cheap shot. Or Sorry, Google title. Play Music. No, so, so th- this is interesting article. I, I guess the example I, I can... You know, this this is more about mindshare. Yeah, Apple is creeping up on Spotify, and that's great, and that, that was inevitable. But um, I, I, here's an example. So I was uh, Jaden Smith, which Will Smith's son, dropped the album last last night, and uh, he dropped it on IGTV, and he tweeted about it, uh, like all all the videos. And I was looking at the the, the all the girls complaining. That every single one of them was like, "Why is this not not a Spotify? Why is this not a Spotify?" And so that. The mindshare with the young people still seems to be that that that's that Spotify. And I'm not I'm not saying Apple's not going to grow with them, but it's just interesting to see just with that small case that uh, you know Spotify still has has that has that mindshare. But uh, I, don't, I don't know is, is Apple for the the little older crowd than the teenagers? What you know mm-hmm. it, it 
Well, you know, it's Spotify serious. came first. Spotify is also sure. a Swedish company um, and had a big uh, market share in, in, in Europe and other parts of the world before Apple Music ever came on the scene. It's interesting that Apple Music looks as if it may leapfrog and be ahead of Spotify in the U.S., U.K., and Canada as well, those numbers. But again, those aren't worldwide trends. There are certain market trends. It's interesting to me because, and we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show, I don't use Spotify, I use Apple Music, but there's no real good reason that I do that. I just picked one and that's the one I use. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I think you just sort of go like, oh yeah, I like streaming music services and there's not a lot of going back and forth. You pick one and they're mostly the same. Yeah, there's some UI differences, but not many. For the most part, you have the same uh, music collections music, yeah. in, in both places, mm-hmm. and so yeah, your 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 question. I don't know why the U.S. would be the you know the market where Apple Music is cutting so much into Spotify's share, except that at one point Spotify was kind of the only one, and now there are so many people in the iOS ecosystem that Apple Music is just more convenient. Well, it wasn't the yeah. only one, but it was the one that it had the, the best one, catalog. It, yeah. The catalog was, used yeah, to be a differential, as you, as you said. Other than up being able to upload your own stuff, like indie stuff or whatever, there really right. is no difference between the catalogs for the most part, with, with occasional exclusives and things like that. Sure. I use Google Play Music because it had a locker that I could upload to. Supposedly, YouTube is going to keep that when it transitions me over. So I'll probably be a YouTube music user because of what you said sarah because i'm there and as long as they don't take any way thing away significant from me there's no reason for me to switch well and spotify as well as uh, a few other music streaming services have put more effort into being a place where you can also get podcasts i happen to have submitted a podcast to spotify because it was like you know they they have to accept you i haven't been accepted that was like a year ago i don't really know what the deal is so you know, who knows what, you know, if, if, it there, if there's like a big curated thing going on with Spotify, but that's definitely something that the company's leaning into more. Apple, of course, has its own podcast situation. And I think all of these companies suffer a little bit from people being like, well, okay, so it's a music service, but it's also podcasts. And what else do it's I get? Yeah. yeah. And Google yeah, Play Music, don't even get me started on that. So yeah, it's, it's, we're still kind of. Do you mean, fig- don't get you started on how awesome it is? Totally. Don't get me started on the naming conventions from within Google. I'm sure Google. Sorry, I think I accidentally got you started on it. And if if you're on iOS, you can't use their podcasts. Yeah, you you can't. You you can't use the podcasts if you're on iOS for Google Play Music. So yeah, Yeah, you can see stuff like that. I use have podcast in it. All right, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, this is a sticking point for all of us. We're like, oh, podcasters, okay. let me tell you something else. Yeah. Uh, yes. Xiaomi initiated its public offering of stock in Hong Kong on Monday. Yes, it is the Xiaomi IPO opening down at sixteen sixty Hong Kong dollars. That's about two dollars twelve cents US per share, which is a bit below the IPO price of Hong Kong seventeen dollars. Now shares closed at sixteen dollars eighty cents. Again, that's Hong Kong. After shipping as low, slipping as low rather, to uh, $16 earlier in the same day. So kind of volatile, but definitely down on the day. Xiaomi's market value is now around $50 billion, making it the world's third largest listed maker of mobile devices. It was previously fourth as of yesterday, but went well below the $100 it was saying it expected last year. $100 billion rather. Yeah, so it's not bad news for Xiaomi so much as it is bad news for China Tower, 
and and uh, the I think JD and the the other IPOs that are planning to come to Hong Kong because mm-hmm. it's making people a little nervous about IPO on the Hong Kong market because of mm-hmm. mis- because of of that fall. But may have nothing to do with that. May have to do with just the feelings around Xiaomi and whether they can actually translate their business model elsewhere. Who knows? Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right. Andy Patrizio has an excellent article on Ars Technica about the growing competition among chip makers for AI chips. Uh, he, He makes a great point of how we sort of think of the chip market as locked down. Intel dominates x86 with a little competition from AMD. NVIDIA dominates GPUs with a little competition from AMD. Uh, AI processors, however, are flooded with competition. Intel has purchased Nirvana and Movidius. Microsoft makes an AI chip itself for the HoloLens. Google makes its tensor processing unit that it uses in its cloud. Amazon is reportedly working on an AI chip for Amazon Voice Services. Apple's developing a neural engine for Siri and Face ID. ARM introduced new image recognition processors, the ARM ML and the ARM OD processors. IBM is developing an AI processor. Tesla even hired former AMD and Apple chip engineer Jim Keller. And that doesn't even include the startups. That's just the incumbents, right? So there's a wild west out there. Uh, and I, I highly recommend you read Andy's article if you want a deeper knowledge of this. But let me summarize some of the important things that he mentions here. Obviously, all these companies are in it for the potential of growth and sales. But there's something else going on x86 is too general for ai and sometimes gpus are too you hear about gpus being used for ai but machine learning makes predictions about data based on what it learned from previous data it doesn't do calculations so cpus and gpus are somewhat overkill they wastefully move data around too much expecting they might need to do so for calculations when instead a single precision chip with a smaller lower power footprint is better for ai Also, there are differentiations in AI chips needed for your phone, which should only draw about a watt for the chip, to something in a data center that needs high performance. For instance, the NVIDIA Volta, which draws 300 watts. You're not putting that in your phone. Uh, It also needs to be able to handle the throughput. So it's not just the chip itself. It's a chip set. Uh, For example, the IBM Power 9 uses NVLink for interconnects, PCI Express Gen 4, and OpenCAPI for high-bandwidth, low-latency memory, networking, storage, etc. So not only are you going to be making these AI chips, but hopefully you'll be making the entire set that works even better. And sorry, Intel, and a little bit AMD, x86 not keeping up. Intel's still shipping its x86 chips with PCI Gen 3. That's the previous generation that has half the bandwidth of Gen 4. Memory bandwidth and I.O. bandwidth performance are becoming constraints if you're running AI. And the software is already there. Uh, he, he, He has a great section on the fact that software has pretty much been able to do everything it needs to do since the 90s. It's been waiting for hardware to catch up with it. So a lot of companies are letting the hardware lead. NVIDIA, for instance, is developing its software and hardware together. So as the hardware gains capabilities, the software adapts to that. So where are we going in the future? Well, A, a lot of this is still vaporware. You don't see it out in the world. Uh, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft probably aren't actually vaporware, but they're probably only going to ever use their chips for internal use. You're not going to see those on the market. But you do start to see the Jetson Xavier sock for robots, the Drive Pegasus for autonomous taxis, the Drive Xavier for semi-autonomous cars from NVIDIA. All of those work with the Isaac Sim platform for training. 
Intel is promising its Springcrest chips based on the Nirvana acquisition in 2019. The Lakecrest chips are available for developers right now. Uh, and you may eventually see these things consolidate back into the CPU. So if someone can win the AI chip war, translate that into the chipset, eventually, just like math coprocessors and integrated graphics processors went back into the chip and Intel dominated, somebody could come in and take over that market. So I just I kind of wanted to run through the explanation there because it is the coming sea change in chips. It's not about who's going to make the next best, greatest x86 chip anymore. In fact, that may be entirely irrelevant depending on how this goes. Woo. <laughs> so I, I, told, I told you before this, it's like this, this is definitely made my head spin when I, when I uh, read this. Uh, I, I think it's interesting what you, what you said about the future, though, that uh, Google, Facebook, Microsoft will likely just keep this internal. That makes sense. They, they do things that are you know, cloud-based, you know, they need things to go faster internally. Um, you, you didn't, you mentioned Apple. I mean, you did not mention Apple there. So uh, it's interesting. Apple seems to be wanting to push that yeah, to the Yeah, probably the same thing. They're going to use it for themselves. Oh, you think so? You're probably not okay. going to sell their chips to other people. They never do. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But the upshot is uh, keep an eye on who starts to lead in this market as it starts to develop because that could be the next Intel. And in, the next Intel might be Intel. It's, too, it's still too early to tell. And and you mentioned the consolidation. So will the you know, the next Intel who makes this just get absorbed by Intel or the well? No, the AMD consolidation. Or? The consolidation is once I've won uh, as as the technology gets developed, it may be making sense to consolidate it back into the central processing unit. At mm-hmm. which point, it's that that is unrelated to who gets to win. Gotcha. Well, thanks to everyone who's a participates in our subreddit a little earlier in the show we talked about the california law that makes it easier to unsubscribe online and it was because all the folks in our subreddit said you need to talk about it we listen to you dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com is where you can submit and vote on other stories we're also on facebook facebook.com slash groups slash daily tech news show excellent all right let's check the mailbag sarah let's do it Murugesan Ram, I hope I said your name right, uh, who's writing to us from India, has uh, some feedback on the WhatsApp phenomenon in India. We talked about it last week um, about literally mob uh, lynchings that were happening because information was spreading on WhatsApp and possibly bad information. Okay, so he says... Within the last couple of years, data has become a lot cheaper and a lot more accessible to remote villages, also elderly folks. These are two groups who used to only turn on data sporadically or never have it at all. So previously, you depended on newspapers or word of mouth for any reliant news. Now you've got constant data. Now, fake news preys on our worst believable fears. I would agree that wherever you live, that that's definitely true. So now you have a situation where folks forward messages that they receive, they perceive as going to help others, and they don't necessarily understand the damage it does because it's fake, because they're kind of new to the whole thing. Example, your dad receives a forward saying that a group of folks, including women, have come to a place near you from another state or another country with intentions of kidnapping children and selling them. Sounds terrible, right? Well, in dad's mind, he got this from his college group. It seems legitimate. He is going to forward it to every single person he knows because he's trying to help. He's trying to be responsible. 
Uh, Merg Geeson says on the flip side, you might be visiting a remote village and you're the person trying to, I don't know, find a, you know, a point of interest and you offer some kids candy. And then all of a sudden somebody thinks you're a kidnapper. So you can see where this gets out of control. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a great explanation of, of how someone thinks they're do. They're actually encouraged like, oh, I'm going to help. I'm going to help prevent yeah. this bad thing when they don't right. realize it's not a real thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not even being irresponsible. It's just like, oh, there are these tools that, you know, and we've all seen it before a million ways. It doesn't have anything to do with being out of touch. It's just if you have a tool that you don't understand super well or you're new to it, yeah, it 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 tends to yeah, that, that definitely happened with us when we started this whole forwarding of, of information. It, hey, if you flash your lights at night, you can get killed. Be careful. Watch out. And, that, you know, what? those kind of things spread like wildfire. So we've, what is, we've gone. Through. What does that mean? Flash your lights at night, get killed. Oh, you, did, I, you didn't hear that? That was like never flash your brights at somebody. Uh, even if they have their brights on, because it's a it's a test. And if you flash them, they'll they'll jump out and shoot up your car. Yep. Whoa. That was an urban legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that actually happens. I've never heard that before. No. That literally has been around since I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, me too. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or the shoes hanging on the telephone mm-hmm. wire mean something. I mean, maybe it does. It's the mark. It was supposedly the mark turf, but not. A- yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel or the tie on the door, you know, just all kind of stuff. That was yeah, real. There's all sorts of stuff. Oh, oh yeah. okay, sorry. <laughs> but you know, okay, we could probably go on and on. There, you know, there's urban legends persist even on WhatsApp. I suppose. Yes, yes stay do. safe out there, everybody. Also, stay safe, Lamar Wilson. <laughs> okay, what a what a transition. Okay, <laughs> I just I like you know, we care about you. We like having you here on Mondays, and we want you to be here every Monday. Um, Thank Lamar, you. Lamar, what's been going on with you since we talked last? Yeah, so so got some really cool things that have uh, been on box. One of the the highlights on, on the YouTube channel is uh, I got to uh, had a Marcus employee flew out from seattle here to la to have me unbox the 24 karat gold xbox uh that that they're giving away to like a lucky person who who signs up for game pass so that was really cool like it's 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 gold it's actually you know, like it's the entire like, like even on the bottom yeah yeah the, wow. the, the, yeah and so yeah it literally came with like two people here in my house and he's holding in this duffel bag and the other guys like watching it it was it was hilarious how how security focused they were about it but it, i had fun unboxing that so if you like to see things like that I, I get kind of exclusive things like that sometimes uh check out the channel uh lamar wilson on youtube Excellent. Uh, Folks, this show is driven mostly by you. You are the driving force that makes Daily Tech News Show happen. Uh, And there are lots of ways you can support the show, one of which is to become a member of our Patreon. Uh, Hang out with other folks, uh, join our Discord, join our Slack, uh, get weekly columns from Roger and Sarah and I. Uh, It's all the details at patreon.com slash DTNS. You know what we want? We want your feedback. If you have a question, if you have something to share about a story you've heard, if you'd like us to talk about another story, you've got a lot of options, but a great way to do it is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. That's right. Good old-fashioned email, everybody. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC, and you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> 
Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 